What's up? This is Nikki D with Medium Plus, and I am proud to bring an interview for you today with my good friend Cameron George of Barrio here in Seattle. This will be Cameron's second time on the show, and I'm very excited to have him back to talk about the Bacardi Legacy competition and his cocktail Havana Hustle. He's really a passionate and talented man, and I really respect what he's doing both for our community here in Seattle and around the world. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. You're far from a has-been. <laughs> More than it already has been. You're far from a has-been. You're going to win. Okay. So, Cameron George, since last we talked, you have been doing many things, but one of which we're going to talk about today is the, the Bacardi Legacy. Bacardi Legacy. Lay it on me. What's that all about? So, Bacardi Legacy... Uh is a wonderful cocktail competition, uh, more than a cocktail competition. It's not just about the drink that you make. It's about the story that you tell and in uh, and, and building your legacy and uh, in, in leaving something that, that lasts and can withstand the test of time. They're looking for not only just a great cocktail, but a cocktail that will uh, become the, hopefully the next great classic uh, in line with the mojito and also the uh, daiquiri as well. So looking for a cocktail that will really just last the next 100, 200 years, you know. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure you're the man for the job. I've been seeing Havana Hustle. We've all, been hustling. All over. Yeah, we've been hustling. You've been hustling. <laughs> yep. Um, is the weed, do you have a team behind you? Uh, honestly, that's part of um, what what is so special to me about, about this co uh, competition um, and also being a son of Seattle is that it's never just me. Um, and that's even one of the things that, you, that you'll see on our uh, hashtags is that one of our hashtags is, it takes a village. Um, so I'm not alone in this fight. This isn't, this isn't just about me. Uh, Havana Hustle kind of started as a cocktail, but really now it's evolved into something even more than that. It's evolved into a, a, a miniature movement uh, that everybody in Seattle has been really, really, really helping me with. Yeah. So it, it's, um, I mean, I've seen it on social media. I know that the drink is available at Barrio mm -hmm. right now. Uh, are there any other bars that are featuring it? Oh, yeah. Uh, so obviously Barrio, lot three over on the east side. Uh, we found a wonderful home at Rumba as well, Tavern Law, which is an incredibly historic bar here in Seattle. Um, also Cursed Oak down in Belltown, new bar. Shout out to my guy Mike Carroll. Uh, one of my one of my like oldest best friends taught me a lot about the bar industry, uh, so I'm just really stoked to be able to work with him and collaborate with him on this. Uh, there's also Juniper Tar in Texas, as well as um, Absinthe in San Francisco. Yeah, so we've got we've got a little bit of a global reach going on right now. It'll be featured uh, in uh, for Speed Rack 2017 over in Asia. As well, it'll be the feature cocktail for Jafard in their uh, Asian portfolio over there. Yeah, it's wow. like I said, we've been hustling, man. <laughs> That's great. There's a bar in London. It, is well. that is that connection um, strengthened from Eric Hakkinen here in Seattle? Yeah, I mean that's uh, Eric Hakkinen again. One of the one of the first people who really you know I started going to uh, to his bar and sitting down and watching him and you know he. He's just somebody who really, really helped me learn what it's about to live as a bartender. And uh, that's part of the message of my cocktail. Well, that's a, that's a great sort of parallel because he 
is celebrating his legacy for having just retired from behind the bar at Zigzag to pursue his other projects. And so you're in a way honoring, honoring all kinds of legacies with this drink. Absolutely. So before we dive into the story of Havana Hustle, what can you tell me about Bacardi as a spirit and as an influencer in the world of cocktails? Oh man. Uh, where do you even begin? So, um, just as the Bacardi family influences elements of my cocktail, they've also influenced drastically, uh, drastically influenced the bar community as a whole. Um, kind of our bartender handshake, as you, as you know, is, is snackeries and, you know, uh, the mini DTOs, daiquiri timeouts. If it wasn't for the Bacardi family and the Bacardi rums, that cocktail wouldn't exist. Uh, the mojito, um, love it or hate it, you know, however you feel about it, uh, that's a Bacardi cocktail. Um, B- the Bacardi family, uh, with their global their global reach and their vision and their um, their their style of distillation, their house style, has really shaped the industry. They're huge. Mm-hmm, uh, absolutely. Based in Puerto Rico. Yep, just outside of San Juan. And how long have they been around? Uh, Bacardi family's been around since, what, 1862? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they got some time going. They've got some time going. Um, um, it's, it's really, really incredible to, uh, to take a look at the facilities that, that are down and right outside of, uh, right outside of San Juan. I've never seen a facility capable of the distillation that they are. Uh, we're talking 20, uh, 25 story um, fermentation tanks, so 20 of them. It's crazy. It was it was absolutely ridiculous. I'd never seen anything like that before. Uh, it made the distilleries in Kentucky look tiny. Um, and then I also learned that uh, the Bacardi rums that we absolutely love are, are actually a blend of, of two different styles of distillation, one called Aguadiente, uh, which is just a single, di- single distillate, and then uh, the redistillado as well, which is distilled five times, and that's how they and then they blend those uh, mm-hmm. to find a perfect balance for uh, for the Bacardi rums to achieve that consistency of style. Exactly, uh, and that's really a mark of distillation skill is when you're as big as Bacardi, being able to be consistent yep. through millions of um, liters of production. Yeah. Millions and millions, and also it's really about it, it's also a testament to the uh, yeah, it's also a testament to the master blenders as well. It's absolutely incredible. So, we're recording here at, at my home, and uh, on my bookshelf, I've got the uh, classic Craft of the Cocktail by Dale DeGroff. This was one of the first cocktail books that really got me excited about being a bartender and one of these old school drinks that goes way back is the Bacardi cocktail. Bacardi cocktail, yeah. Um, Bacardi light is what's uh, suggested here with lemon juice, simple syrup, and grenadine. Mm -hmm. Um, I've only encountered a guest order that one time. (laughs) It's essentially a riff on a a daiquiri. Yep. You know. Uh, have you ever had a guest guest ask for a Bacardi cocktail? I have never had a guest actually ask me for one, but I have definitely made that cocktail for a few guests. Yeah, yeah. it's a great drink. Yeah, the Bacardi Superior, um, which is actually an age, is actually an aged rum, uh, then just uh, charcoal filtered, just to get 
uh, that color uh, out of it and also kind of round out round out the distillate as well. So the Bacardi 8 that you have here, mm -hmm. that has that rich caramel, yes. um, kind of toffee-toned color. Mm -hmm. The Superior, is that the same as Bacardi Light? Yeah. Okay, so that, that would have some color, but they, they charcoal filter it. Yep. Uh, I, I think there's a tequila these days that do, does that. I think Don Julio Yeah, Don Julio 70. 70 uh, also the Herradura um, Ultra in Yeho as well. There's also a charcoal filtration yeah. process. The only difference is for both of those two tequilas, they use um, sugar maple charcoal. And for the Bacardi uh, charcoal filtration process, they actually use coconuts, uh, ch coconut charcoal. So like with Jack Daniels going through a charcoal filtration, is that a different type of process that, um, well, I guess that's pre-aging. that's pre -aging. Yeah. They for, do that. For Jack Daniels, it's pre-aging, and they absolutely uh, use sugar maple. Sugar um, maple. Yeah, sugar maple. Mm -hmm. Interesting connection there. So we, we've got the Bacardi 8 here. Is that something that everyone is using for this competition or is it your particular choice? I opted for the Bacardi 8 because I really, really appreciated the, um, the richness of it uh, while also still having some of those like lighter, more top note tones like lime as well, uh, lime and lemon. Um, but then it does have like very cigar notes that are very like deep and rich and kind of seductive. And that's what I wanted my cocktail to be is a balance between nice and rich but then also like dancing and light and jovial. And how does that come across um, with the other ingredients in your cocktail? You're, you're obviously using this as the base and I'm seeing, uh, it looks like a syrup um, that you have as a yep. addition. So we've got the Jaffard uh, Banan de Brazil, uh, which is again gonna play off of those cigar notes in the Bacardi 8 year, uh, give it some nice rich fruit to balance out with. Uh, a little bit of lime juice as well to continue to push forward that citrus note to the very front, as well as Angostura di Amaro uh, to play off of the barrel spice notes. I mean, the rum in the Bacardi Ocho bottle uh, is anywhere is blended rum between eight and twelve, eight and twelve years, and so obviously that barrel spice is going to be prevalent. So that has to be a part of the cocktail. I can't let that fall off and and go by the wayside. Uh, then to play off of the barrel spice. And then also tie the Bacardi family back in. Uh, we've got a habanero sugar rim. Uh, the habanero idea is inspired uh, by Amalia, who is Don Facundo's uh, wife. She was an avid lover of dance, uh, especially a style of dance, uh, Afro-Cubano style of dance called the habanero. No way. So mm -hmm. <laughs> both the pepper and the dancer are habanero. Yep. Wow. Okay. And then what's the garnish? Garnish is a... Uh, candied and dehydrated lime uh it's actually candied in a syrup made from the uh the habanero sugar rim oh no way yeah okay awesome mm -hmm. great so i'm gonna get you some tools and some ice we can shake this up um, but while we're doing that kind of walk me through um how how the competition has been for you so far and uh, what level this is that you're competing at and how you've gotten there okay um, so we are now at the national stage. Um, on February 11th, I will be flying out to Miami, Florida. The finals actually uh, take place on the 13th. Uh, there's two parts to this, uh, to this leg of the cocktail competition. 
First, there's a marketing recap segment. So I have to break down everything that it is that I've been doing for this cocktail and how I've been marketing it over the last basically month and a half. Uh, and then there will be a presentation segment as well, where I actually get up in front of all of the guests of the uh, Bacardi family, uh, some of the members of the Bacardi family, and also some of the employees of the Bacardi family, as well as some very esteemed judges, and make my cocktail and uh, present my case for why I should represent the United States uh, in Berlin at the Global Finals, uh, which will be the next which will be the next round. Would you say that this has any similarities to the world class competition? Yes, but with the um, added uh, marketing segment, which kind of throws a little bit of a, a corkscrew in there. Um, the technique side, you have to be incredibly competent, um, very confident as well. Uh, and you have to be able to showcase all uh, a wide array of many different bartending skills. Um, but like I said, that marketing segment is just something that a lot of, uh, a lot of us are not incredibly familiar with. And so, like I said at the very beginning of this interview, it's not necessarily just about the cocktail. It's about building up steam behind the drink as well. Uh, steam, community, uh, awareness, um, just overall love of, of the drink. They want, they want you to build that up and they want to be able to tangibly like see that. So with the marketing, how do they measure that? Uh, so I actually needed a metric to be able to uh, to be able to measure it really by, and so I opted to partner with a charity called the Carlos Acosta Foundation, which is a charity uh, that's based out of Havana, Cuba. Um, the Carlos Acosta Foundation is trying to rebuild a national dance center that was commissioned by Fidel Castro in 1961. So I'm trying to raise uh, money for them to finish this dance center. Um, really in an, as an effort of like saying to, like together we can really o like overcome even uh, poor rulers like like Fidel Castro for sure no. it's a, really a cocktail about community dance the way rum makes you feel uh, and about the legacy that you leave well I think the story really gives a lot of context to the drink and every classic drink that you see that has stood the test of time has a story behind it. Yeah. So that's essential. Um, so walk me through as you're uh, making it. I know that you've pre-batched a few things there. So what's in your syrup? You've got the, uh, the Jaffard Banan. Yep. So I've got the Jaffard Banan de Brazil. Um, also the Amaro de Angostura uh, already pre-batched in here as well. That's different than their regular bitters? It's different than their, different than their regular bitters. It's actually got a lot more weight to it. Than the, uh, than the actual bitters, and uses a totally different base as well as a few different botanicals in there as well. Um, House of Angostura, uh, this bitter, uh, this sorry, their bitters is incredible. Their Amaro is absolutely mind blowing. Uh, like I said, it's really there to play off of the Bacardi, uh, the Bacardi Eight Year, and it's like very barrel spice driven notes. Mm. Uh, next, we've got a little bit of Bacardi Eight Year. Uh, going in, okay. Uh, as well as two dashes of chocolate bitters um, made by Scrappy's Chocolate, or sorry, Scrappy's Bitters Company, uh, which is based here in Seattle. 
um, really just to bring an element of home in our community actually tangibly into the drink. And then also to reinforce that, the chocolate powder that I used to make the, uh, to make the sugar mm. is actually Theo's chocolate uh, from right over in uh, the like Ballard and slash Wallingford area. Yeah, just well. down the street from where we are now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, um, great. <laughs> so you get some, uh, some citrus juice there on the, on the rim? Yep, a little, bit, a little bit of orange juice there. Just a really, really light rim there. You just need just a, just a little bit of it. Just a whisper. Just a whisper. Um, I, wanted the, I wanted the habanero to be really the last thing that your palate picks up. Um, it should kind of, not necessarily surprise, but it should sneak up on you just a little bit there. Yeah. Slow burn. Yeah, slow burn, slow burn. Like shotting. Give this guy a little shake. smell the citrus kind of jumping out of the uh, out of the glass there beautiful now as a man of tattoos do, are you getting a Havana hustle tattoo yeah I, uh, this cocktail has actually become like because of all the work that we've that we've gone kind of gone through and uh, the late nights with with no sleep like up brainstorming um, I've really fallen in love with with this drink so this will be a drink that follows me around for the next few like next next 10, 20, 30 years, yeah. hopefully. So I might end up getting a little Havana Hustle tattoo. You never know. For sure. Yeah. Should I try it? Absolutely. Okay, I look forward to it. Well, just on the visual, uh, you've got it in this nice, is this a Nick and Nora? A little Nick and Nora with Nick a gold rim. Gold rim, of course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Gold rim adds a, adds a pop uh, to highlight that garnish. Yep. And then the drink itself is, it really matches my uh, my kind of tablecloth here. Mm -hmm. um, like a rust um, brick red mm -hmm. um, and then that matches the actual lime itself so you can see the lime has this dried um, dark green rim but the inside almost looks like a blood orange yep uh, and that comes from that sugar syrup yeah the sugar syrup and then also just the oxidation of dehydrating uh, of dehydrating these <laughs> So on the uh, on the palate here, it just has a nice balance of acidity, um, and I can always tell that a, a cocktail is well balanced by how much the spirit shines through. But um, the the burn of the alcohol is um, not that there's much burn with the Bacardi Eight, but the just the impression of alcohol is really well integrated mm -hmm. and. Uh, is balanced by that acidity um, and the complexity, I think, of all the ingredients uh, ties in really well together. It's fruity, but not in a like fruit punch kind of way. Yeah. It's more like if you open up, uh, if you go into like the dried fruit section at the bulk foods part of the supermarket, you've got like the dried banana peel and the dried citrus and a lot of these dried fruit tones. Um, so in my experience with the wine world, I would actually equate this to 
being something like a Gewürztraminer um, mm. that has a lot of tropical fruit elements, citrus fruit elements, has um, a lot of body and complexity and spice notes as well. Yeah. So um, in any place on a pairing menu where I would, I would use Gewürztraminer wine, I, I could do a cocktail pairing with the Havana Hustle instead. Yeah. Um, so a, gr a great parallel there. Thank you very much. Um, and the heat, I can just start to feel the heat now. Yeah. So. And so like as that heat becomes more prevalent, um, it's the same thing that you see with like umami flavors that like want to dive back in. So that heat is going to start to tell your brain like I need something refreshing and snappy again. And then that cocktail has now evolved to have those citrus notes come uh, come forward a little bit more and so it's got what you need. It's got that citrus. It's got that refreshing like kick to it, you know. Havana Hustle. Havana it's got hustle. what you need. It's got what you need. <laughs> <laughs> so how has this impacted just you personally in going through the process of the the competition and, and even beyond that to the charity that you're supporting? Mm-hmm. Um, so that dual fold, dual fold answer, answer here to that, um, one, first and foremost, like I really wanted to use this stage, uh, uh Bacardi legacy to do something incredible. Um, it's, it's like I said, not just about a cocktail. Uh, I really wanted to, to leave the world off as, as a better place, um, than I found it. I mean, if we're being given this incredible stage, why not do something why not do something impactful with it? And so that's initially why uh, why I opted to partner with that charity. Like this, we're talking about the opportunity to change people's lives. Um, like dance is, is a universal language that anybody from any culture uh, can speak. And so it's easy to relate to. And so by encouraging people and generations to come to be able to dance, we're, in, uh, we're encouraging people to be able to communicate with one another essentially. Uh, across many different cultures um, and I'm fully in support of that then also on top of that uh, just in terms of like personal growth that I've gone through in terms of this cocktail it's really made me come out of my shell in terms of way of thinking about how do I um, how do I bring a community together um, to back something that's greater than just a drink how do you take a drink and create a movement uh, and that's something that, you know, I, like I said, staying up late at night thinking about, like, how can we really, how can we really do this? And so one of the ways that we've implemented that is we're going to have a cocktail competition on, uh, on February the 7th at Rumba. Hmm. It's featuring a bunch of bartenders who all really inspired me for a very long time um, and, and have helped me out down, down the road to, to where I'm at now, to where I'm getting ready to gear up for this competition. And hmm. then we're going to use... All of the money that we uh, generate from that event to also donate to the Carlos Acosta Foundation as well. So that's incredible. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely look forward to attending that. Mm -hmm. What would you like to see more in our community um, to continue this your own legacy? Um, what can we do after the competition's over to uh, further the energy in the cause? Yeah. Well. One of the things I've been trying to definitely push to the forefront of this campaign has been like trying to get bartenders to relate to dance a lot more, um, because from the dance to bartender side, it 
there is a direct correlation. I mean, you look at the, the repetitive motions that we practice day in and day out before we step behind our bar. You look at the interactions that we have with people, this like weird two-step of like assessing and then executing exactly what they need. Um, I mean, to bartend is to dance, and I think that we need to do a better job of, uh, of including ourselves into, into that community because one, it's like, a lot of dancers are some of our like best patrons. Uh, look at bars like Ten Table and Century Ballroom. Mm-hmm. Like the dance community there and the cocktail community in that specific bar and that specific specific place is almost second to none in Seattle here. Uh, like the energy that they capture there is just incredible. I don't know if you've ever been there on a Saturday night, but it's it's my it's mind blowing. It's it's incredible. In fact, I, I have. Before I was a bartender, I was a salsa dancer. Boom. So, uh, Century Ballroom, this is before I could drink. I would see the energy of, of the tin table and see um, just all the dancers. And there's so many, like salsa as a dance has so many ties to Puerto Rico. So, you're absolutely on point when yep. you're saying that they're intertwined. Yeah. And not to mention, if you have a couple Havana hustles, you're dancing improves significantly. <laughs> yep. Become the best dancer in the room. Absolutely. Uh, so that is an incredible point. And maybe we, we can get more bartenders out dancing yeah. and kind of get that rhythm because on the floor behind the bar or on the restaurant floor, it really is a dance of how we move, mm-hmm. especially in relation to our other team members of, um, being able to support each other and, and move through the space. So there's a lot to be learned from yeah. the great dancers. Absolutely. And that's definitely, like, that was the that was the first line of inspiration. Um, like, I've been managing the bar at Barrio now for, like, two, two years, basically. Uh, and so I've been incredibly inspired by Latin, by Latin culture and Latin community, especially dance. Like, you cannot have rum and latin culture without dance the two things um need they need each other and then you even look deeper at the way that don facundo began distilling his rums like much in the style of a salsa dance salsa dance built off the principle of three steps a step forward a step in place a step backwards step forward uh for facundo because he charcoal uh, charcoal um filtered his rums something that no one had ever done before mm. unprecedented Step in place, uh, aging. It's common practice to age your rums. And then a step back to his homeland in Spain to bring very Spanish distillation techniques. That power of three, that three steps. It's a salsa in and of, in and of itself. Every bottle of Bacardi product is, is a bottled salsa dance. <laughs> and, a, and a salsa dance waiting to happen mm-hmm, as well. Exactly. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing your time and and the, the delicious drink as well. Absolutely. And we, I'm behind you, uh, and I can't wait to see uh, what happens next. Thank you very much. Big yeah, thanks. It's awesome being here with you again, like, very much so. Thank you for being an incredible part of our community and, and having my back through these years. <laughs> I've got your back, and uh, can't wait to have more years to come of uh, amazing things like this. It's been, it's been great to see our our parallel paths uh, through many of the projects of the community and and just you know continuing to pursue the passion yep, so. absolutely all right thanks man cool thank you